I'll take you. Gives us more time to argue. Now she turned playful. I wasn't arguing, just trying to talk into something better. She disappeared into the bathroom. It's my year to pick. If you want to go somewhere else, you'll have to convince me. Convince you? With what? My female charms? Well, that might work. Or nudity. I don't have the time. Sorry. When's your flight? A long pause, which meant she couldn't remember. Ten-something. It's 9.30 now. The ticket's in my purse if you want to check. And where's your purse? She emerged from the bathroom with an armload of bottles and brushes and makeup. On the kitchen table. She laid her cash on the bed. Neil stayed in the doorway a moment to watch her. She hooked a stray strand of hair behind an ear and glanced at him. She really looked good. What? Nothing. Becky smirked as if to say, yeah, right. She had turned 30 a few months ago, and he could see the way she was at the border between the wisdom and intelligence of someone now firmly standing in adulthood and the innocence and beauty of a still-solid youth. Neil found that more than a little attractive. It was like having his cake and eating it, too. It was like having two cakes. When will you be back? Sunday night. Three days? Two, technically. You won't even miss me. Two and a half. I'm already missing you. She shook her head, not looking up, sorting through her bottles. If you were any sweeter, you'd give me cavities. He smiled. Kitchen table? She nodded. Or by the front door. Neil turned and walked down the hall, down the stairs, thinking he would have to find something to do over the weekend. He had expected to spend it with Becky, but that was out. Maybe he could read a book. Maybe he could rent a couple of videos. Maybe Kathy and her latest boyfriend would like to go to a movie. Dave? Bill? Bob? What was his name? He stopped at the foyer and looked at the table by the door. Becky had said it might be by the front door. He could see his car keys, but no purse. Maybe he'd just call Kathy and he'd tell her Becky's going to the convention in San Francisco and Kathy would feel sorry and invite him over. He could spend the evening trying to memorize what's-his-name's name. Greg? No, that was a few months ago. He opened the swinging door of the kitchen and nearly smashed Trish in the face. Oops, he said. Got to put a window in this thing. The maid smiled weakly, her old face looking older because of it. I seem to recall you first mentioned the idea a decade ago. The British accent made the comment sound polite instead of barbed. Nice try, he said, holding the door open so she could pass through. But we haven't been here that long. She waved her hand as if it made no difference. Will you be needing me this weekend? He thought for a moment. No. Why? Just asking. Thought you might be lonely. Neil smiled. That's very kind, but no. I'll have my hands full. Trish smiled back. She didn't believe a word of it. I'll be here until five. She waved again, apparently for no reason. Turned and pointed herself toward the staircase. He stepped into the kitchen and let the door close. 
thought he might be lonely. But was he, his mother or a mind reader? The answer was obvious, neither one, but she didn't seem to think so. The purse was sitting on the table, so he scooped it up and flipped open the flap. Everything changed at that instant. Neil Van Ness sat down, staring into the purse, hoping that what he saw was not what he thought it was. He reached in and pulled it out, a small square packet, blue with white letters. Trojan, it said, then in smaller letters, lubricated. He looked into the purse again and saw another one, same color, same words. He set the packet on the table in front of him and stared at it, trying to think why this would be in Becky's purse, trying to come up with a reason other than the obvious one. What was it his wife be doing with a condom? With two condoms? There was only one answer, and it didn't involve him.